Hey, how are you? How I'm are you good. feeling? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I saw your tweets the other day. About what? Your tweets about that you weren't feeling all 100%. Ah, hey, wait now. It's a pandemic. Pandemic, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Panoramic. Are you feeling better? We're recording from bed. <laughs> Guys, it's tough. Like, what is happening to us? Do you remember the days when we used to get all glammed up <laughs> for the part? For the part? <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's literally the part. I think, I think this is actually, like, a direct effect of the pandemic. Mm. Because, like, you've seen, like, we have literally been... What's the word? I think we've been coasting, you know, just literally picking ourselves up and recording... Mm. And then for the last two, I think last week it was me. I was like, I, I cannot, you know, I was like, I, I, I can't even just bring myself to put a little bit of, I don't know, of yeah. makeup or anything. Today I tried. Getting, <laughs> when, I turned on, when I turned on the thing and I saw you with your, with your puff, <laughs> I was like, hey, sister, take this thing off your head. <laughs> Be free. Me in bed. You should have like a few. What was it? Yes, it was yesterday. Actually, I literally was working from bed. Are you serious? And I had to tell my colleagues. I was like, "I'm so sorry." Mm. They're like, "Okay, cool." And I was just like, "But yeah, I guess." Listen, like we all have days like that where you just feel. Yeah, we do. But the we the do. trick is not to stay there forever. Absolutely. I mean, next time, next week when we record, we should get our ourselves on. Like, you know, we should be ready. You know. Yeah. Well, hopefully, depending on what they say this week, mm. um, or is it next week? Like in the UK, in terms of easing of restrictions, maybe we can go to the studio. Yeah, that would be nice. Actually, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, but yeah. But hello, people. Hello, people. Anyway, welcome to Girl in Sky's podcast with me, Natasha. And Oli. And I sometimes go by Nat. I sometimes go by Michelle. <laughs> you know what? Do, mm. do you know, have I ever sent you this Katy Perry thing? This Which Katy one? Perry video. Which one? Okay, so there's this video of Katy Perry where Russell Brand, remember she was married to Russell Brand? Ah. British guy at some point. Yeah. So apparently he had texted her to kind of say he wants out of the marriage or whatever. Before right? she went to a concert or something, right? Exactly. Exactly. Before she went, she she, she was supposed okay, to be on sorry. stage. Hmm. I, actually, I need to find that video. Like, and literally she is distraught. <clears throat> yeah. And she is like down in the dumps and everything, right? And mm-hmm. like her team are just there, like you know, I guess trying to decide which does she go on. Like you know, they're really mm-hmm. understanding. They're trying to help her, you know, as much mm-hmm. as as they can. You know, mm-hmm. like she's just there, like distraught and everything. And you know, everyone is coming. The PA is coming. The studio person is coming. Yeah, we're yeah. twenty minutes down. Let's make a yeah. decision. What are we doing, mm-hmm. right? And then I think at some point she's just like okay like yeah the show should go on and then like people are doing her makeup and everything right literally propping her up and then she goes out and she performs 
forms amazing and it's yeah. amazing and literally I, I always think this is my life <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm like Katy Perry and mm. like my family my friends you guys of Vanessa you're like the people in the backstage like <laughs> Like, holding you like propping me up and then mm-hmm. i'm like then, then i like go out there i'm like ta-da and i'm just like yo if only you knew the team the hordes of people it's taken <laughs> for me I to think it, shows, like, it shows such remarkable strength you know and you're right i think we can all relate to that which is sometimes when you don't particularly want to um show up quote unquote and whether that is you know going to school going to um you know like college or uni or going to work you're dealing with so much stuff you know but you go out there and for a few hours or um a day or whatever it is you go out and you quote unquote you perform like we like we've all been there and it just shows just the remarkable strength that we that we have the resilience that we have to kind of pick up even when stuff is so shared when the stuff that's going on that other people may not be privy to but mm-hmm. you see somebody standing there all glammed up and you and that's why and that is why it is so important that you just we need to be kind to each other because you never know what somebody is going through mm. you never really know and some people they might at the end of the the, the, the concert they might be like oh you know what i've done this and this is what's going on but some majority of people don't they don't say anything they just carry on and get back home remove that makeup get into bed and repeat the following day Mm. so i think we need to be um it's just always just a reminder to be kind to people because you don't know what people are going through yeah yeah definitely definitely and i think it's also about like really appreciating the days where like the good days you know Absolutely. like Absolutely. really like severing yeah. those moments because it's yeah. just like yo you know like the days where, where everything like physically emotionally like mentally you just find you're happy it's just like man yeah. don't take those days for granted they're amazing yeah. you know uh, that is something that i i say a lot to my patients like you know especially when they're like right in the middle of treatment or whenever they are like or especially not in the middle of treatment after treatment when they're kind of recovering from the impact of treatment and everything like of radiotherapy and chemotherapy and I always say to them that you know what things are going to get better we know that things will get better right but there's going to be bad days you know but what we know as time progresses is that you have more good days than bad days so it's when you're having a bad day, it's allowing yourself to go through that day to literally be like, okay, you know what? I don't feel like doing this. Don't do it. Just literally do whatever your body is telling you at that time. But when you have a good day, just literally make the most of it, you know? So if he wants to kind of, um, I mean, for them, it, things are different in that it's all about the getting back to eating and stuff. So you're always emphasizing on eat well, you know, um, eat what you can so just making the most of those good days and I think it's just a general thing for everybody is that you we will get bad days we will 100% we're not guaranteed to have happy days all the time but it's when you get that um, when you've gone through that bad day it's about picking like you said at the start of tea you know making sure that next time when we're recording we are 
it's a good day. You know, mm -hmm. we are picking out, picking ourselves up. We are making ourselves look and feel better and performing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no that, that, that's interesting. We, we hadn't meant to talk about this, but it's real, guys. I think it's, it it's important to, like, normalize these conversations because, like... Guys, this is just such a weird time that we're in, you know? Like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So, but anyway, you know what? Uh, this this is our, our our little monologue is over, but it's just to kind of, like, say, um, yeah, like, if, 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 if any of this resonated with you guys, like, we're with you. Yeah, it's okay to, it's okay to be not okay. 100%. Exactly. It's okay to be not okay. Um, and yeah, and then it's okay, it's okay to kind of like pick up and 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 move on. And yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how do we segue? Oh, it's difficult to segue. Anyway, can we just shout out to people who continue to give us money on this podcast? <laughs> Stella Matumo, thank you so much. She sent us, she bought us some coffee. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. Um, you know, and just to also just to kind of go into like last, last week. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to just give us a, a brief rundown of what we talked about? Yeah. So, so last week we talked about uh, cancelling Valentine's, <laughs> which really should have happened but anyway <laughs> and then we talked about uh traveling so we're talking about how uh a lot of people in the diaspora not a lot of people right like uh, some people in the diaspora went home um so i'm talking about the african continent their home countries and we've kind of seen like an increase in uh the rate of infection and yeah. also the number of deaths right <clears throat> and so, so yeah, so we were kind of just having a discussion about, you know, was it responsible or irresponsible for people to travel at home? Mm -hmm. um, also following like a, a clubhouse discussion that we had had on that and where, you know, there were many, many different views. So I just yeah. wanted to read out some of the comments that I uh, saw from that. Um, let me just bring it up. There's a YouTube, there's a comment on YouTube um that i thought oh sorry there's a comment on youtube that i thought was interesting <clears throat> so this was from will moyer so she so will said i laughed out loud when nad said at pfizer <laughs> so that's when i was talking about the vaccine said i guess this pandemic has shown us just how broken every system is take for example people traveling back home because they only get time off in December and that's the only time to see family make sure kids are okay find new places for school these people have already been failed by a system that only affords <coughs> once a year then there are cross-border traders trying to make business without with without which their families would go hungry if there were social safety nets, they could afford to step back and not travel. They were failed by a system that forced them into the trade and that can't provide any social support. Then there are frontline workers who are burnt out and need to be home to recharge and get back on their feet. The question seems simple, but there are so many dynamics at play. 
that ought to have been addressed way before the pandemic crippled systems. I find that in many instances, it's privileged people who have the cushion of wealth judging people's decisions to travel. Wealth gives you so many options and you experience lockdown in a very different way because you can afford to pay for convenience. And when it's not and when it's not wealthy people, the critique is coming from an uninformed place. It's so easy to stay put when you're not burnt out, when you have family close by, or when you have other people who can step up and take care of your children's needs. It's all very difficult because it is a pandemic and we all have to give up some things we enjoy to do. However, I think it's important to take into account another person's situation before passing judgment. So I really wanted to read that because I thought, you know what, like it in, in in a way like I checked myself as well because I was like you know I may not always think of myself as being privileged but I I am aware that I probably have you know means that maybe other people don't have not as much as I'd like but it is maybe clouding my judgment so I, I thought that was quite um yeah yeah like a perspective that um I really haven't sat down and really really thought about so yeah no, I think that's really interesting. And um, definitely there's, there are just so many layers and which is why I absolutely hate being absolute about things like, you know, or this was mm. selfish or this, because there's so many experiences that we, I personally will not um, know of, or do you know what I mean? Like what Will is talking about there, about the whole, like, you know, there's people who have to travel to, looking after family and who are physically going there to look after family as well. So there's just so many layers to it. Um, but yeah, no, at the end of the day, it was, I thought it was also an interesting conversation and it's nice to have a fresh perspective um, like that. Um, yeah, carry on. No, no, just one comment I want to say. There's a comment from Ed Sid Malunga who was like, Dot Kelitska is suggesting a passage challenge on the damn loot song. So that was for the previous episode when we were <laughs> <a> challenge. <laughs> People do it, you know. Um, and shout out to at Chemistry, uh, Sinpio and Dovo, who um, is kind of is a new listener. And she was saying, I think she's just kind of catching up to um, a few of our previous episodes. Um, Anyway, so she says, I'm almost caught up, episode 34, but I also listened to this week's episode because Nintanda isn't, I'm not patient. Anyways, I honestly think it's selfish to be traveling at this point, a whole year in the, into the pandemic, just because in jail. Um, She says, I'm always peeved by people who travel and see people out of their bubble and claim they were quote unquote safe, only to come back a week, la- a week later and be tweeting, guys, sad emoji. I have caught the virus. COVID is very real. Please stay at home and be safe. Don't travel. Nye, nye. Um, so that was um, her comment. And Ogan Basela responded to that and said there's definitely ex- ex- exceptions though, I think. So it kind of generated a bit of conversation there as well. And there was a lot of uh, people laughing at, you know what you said about the whole... Um, about what? Times. And then there was the whole calling the GP. Hmm? Ah! 
So, Honorable Fong Fong was like, I did not go with Kanda. You told the doctor you were about to try and jump the vaccine queue to pick me up the floor because. Every day they are fat shaming in this country. Oh, hey, COVID, hey, because people are fat. So, when I say, can I get the vaccine? Y'all say no. How? What is, which one is it? I just can't get, I can't get over it. Do you I want me to be a burden on the NHS or nah? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Who's? <laughs> um, and then um, at Vanessa Fix was talking about the comments, but the content is coming a chuck for sure. Time to do my own podcast to tell everyone the things that have happened. The real tea. I'm doing this as a national service, obviously. Yes, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much. Um, and then just one more from me, uh, from at uh, Ma underscore Mshava. She's like, if you play me, I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about this energy. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was a good episode. If you play me, I have a podcast. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, I think this conversation will just start it, but probably like it will progress as as like we we may have to uh, have another conversation. So, there's something I wanted to talk about, but I think we've kind of like interestingly enough we've touched on this on other podcasts, but it's always mm-hmm. been as part of other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we just specifically mm-hmm. kind of wanted to to visit this conversation and kind of get your guys' thoughts so that we can, you know, continue having this conversation. So, just for a little bit of background, um, so so, so basically, this is about names. What is in a name? So, this whole conversation sort of reignited when, um, so a few weeks back, I think in January, um, there was this whole. Cu- um there's this whole kafuffle is it kafuffle is that mm. the word mm-hmm. yes when um i don't know if pe- people are familiar with there's this reality show in the uk called love island um so a few years back there was uh, a lady called yewande yewande biala uh who is nigerian irish um on there um and apparently um there's there was another housemate of hers from that season who kind of came out and was suggesting that oh um she claimed um that Yawande had bullied her like some comments came out um that that apparently this Lucy lady had made on Reddit right in a Reddit Q and A from 2019 right um but anyway Yawande hit back and was like no. Um, you like this whole thing sort of started when um, Lucy, um, who who's who's a, who's a white lady, so Yawande said, "No, you refused to call me by my name because mm. it was in quotes too hard to pronounce." Mm. Now you want to say I bullied you, right? <clears throat> and um, she then went on to explain. That apparently, like, at, you know, when they first started talking, um, um, let me see. When she first started talking, this Lucy was like, oh, can I call you Y? 
and not Yewande, you know. Mm. And um, it then started this whole conversation on on online on UK Twitter where people were talking about how um, you know sometimes people's names like they were renamed like racialized renaming mm-hmm. because people were like oh your name is too hard oh mm-hmm. I won't call you uh Baba Tunde can I just call you Tunde or I won't mm-hmm. call you this I'll just call you that and a lot of people came out with their stories about this sort of like racialized renaming and mm-hmm. in most times it's like you know it, it's it's renaming where you don't even offer a name and and maybe like the teachers are like oh my god this is so hard um can I give you this name and it was really interesting hearing people's stories about you know back in the day and actually when we say back in the day like we're really talking 10 10 plus years which is not like too too long right uh, people who who went to school here um and 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 stuff like that and it yeah like I said it was really interesting to hear those stories so it kind of got us thinking just about taking it home right because you know we like Mm. to do that thinking about you know us African names southern African names Marbin names and just what the experience has been you know the experience of names being you know, westernized, um, mm. you know, do most people just accept like renaming? Because I've heard people be like, oh, someone just approached me and looked at my name and was like, oh, okay, can I just call you Z or whatever, right? Mm. And then you're kind of taken aback and you're just like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, and I just wanted to kind of know, like, do you think it would be different now you know like in 2020 so so yeah I think just just the first part like experiences of names being westernized how does it make people feel what what's been your what has been your experience though only Michelle I think you know it was really interesting like to just kind of take it back a bit when you're talking about when we're reading all about what you about people's experiences and getting um, renamed and to make it easier for other people to pron- to kind of say your name, quote unquote. And it's definitely made me think about my my own journey. Um, I've got two names. I've got you know Michelle Nakotoli, and from home Nakotoli was, was my the name that I was called at home, right? But when I was out in school and everything it was always um, Michelle. And it's only, I I guess, in the last few years where I have really not even thought long and hard about it, but I think I have come into myself a lot more. And when I think about a name and I think about what, about identity, I think about who I am, I certainly resonate a lot more with Ukoli. And whether it's because of that wanting to remain a child where I, I can remember people calling me that and that familiarity, can never say that word, of hearing that. And when I tell people that, oh, my name is Ukoli 
and you know there's going to be somebody out there who's like oh my gosh like are you from southern africa because that name is sounds like this blah 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 and that for me is belonging so it just reminds me or it grounds me it's like okay so this is this is who I am and this is what my name is and my mom loved that name so much and if I had it my way I would tell absolutely everybody at work I would get them to be called <laughs> to be to be pronouncing the oh the, the, that x word which um which I know is obviously a bit difficult for for some people um at the same time like you know looking at the whole gen- the whole conversation that was generated after Yawanda was 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 talking about her experiences. It was interesting because, like you know, Munya Munya Chawawa mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, this upcoming young guy who is literally being seen by um, all these top people, like top TV shows are get, getting in touch with him, mm-hmm. and he just like literally a few weeks after, he was also sharing about how it was difficult for I think he got an, an email from somebody like uh, from one of the TV shows and they called him Chunya and then on top of that they called him something else and it was just interesting just to kind of see the whole renaming because what is it that makes it so difficult for somebody to actually look so you're not even pronouncing something but you're looking at somebody's name but automatically, because it's easier for you to kind of process a different spelling or the way it's, you, it's in your head is, is the way it should be. I don't know. I feel like in a way, it's, a, it's always that power dynamic of, you know what, I have more, I, I, I can. When, you, when somebody says, can I call you? I always feel like it's an element of, I have more power than you. So it's not even like, can I call you whatever? It's automatic. That person's already decided that they're going to call you that, mm. you know? Um, so I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a power play. And I think it definitely takes me back to slave trade times when slaves were brought on, brought on the ships and they were like, oh no, you're going to be called so-and-so so that it's easier for master to, to, to say your name. Mm. But yeah, so I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of layers to it as well, because you know, like when people mispronounce your name, it's an element of, of otherness as well. It's trying to make you, to, to show you that you're not, you're not a part of this society. You're mm-hmm. different, you know? So there is, there's a lot that comes to play with with names, and my, not all, my name, even Michelle, is fine. But then my surname has been butchered a lot. You know, I get called N Cube. I got called. I get called Game. Someone was like, "Is it GameCube? Is it short for GameCube?" I was like, "How?" You know. But then a few years ago, you'd have been like, "Oh yeah, okay, no, that's fine. You can you can call me that." But now I think with a lot more awareness and you realize that there's a lot more harder names as well that people pronounce. Mm. So why can't you learn? And why can't you ask how your name is pronounced? Mm. So, okay. So, okay. So take it like with, with our names, right? Like with the clicks. So like, Goli, you know, like the, the like what so so my question then is 
so we've talked about the the taking power bit, which is when someone's like, oh, can I just call you this? Mm. I do think that there is a little bit of like when someone makes a mistake for the first time, maybe there is a little bit of that's different from the because sometimes you don't know is it a genuine miss like do you know mm. what i mean yeah. like because obviously it's not a familiar name mm. so in, in my mind it's it's slightly different but if somebody continues to do that because they show that mm. they literally are not taking the time then that's different so but what about um but i know what you are going to say you know their names like um all all these like russian names that we lend to mm. To, to, to pronounce whatever it is <laughs> Neve and like when it's yeah. N-I-A-M-H and you, you yeah. know how to spell it um, so do you find do you, do you kind of sometimes how do you okay so, so how do you decide when to say oh my name is Loyly or my name is Michelle like for me it depends. It depends on 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 where I am. Mm. Um, I have gotten to a stage like you know when people just literally, um, you know, you know when you just get exhausted by somebody butchering your name, right? Mm-hmm. So because I think I've come from a place where I have heard my surname just mispronounced over and over and over again, I become very protective of my of my of my middle name mm-hmm. and it's easier you know I'll, to people I'm just like oh it's Michelle um but if there is if I'm feeling like oh you know um if I'm in a place like if, if I was in an, a, a place where there's Africans or where there is um other immigrants I probably you know even if I knew that they wouldn't say my name or they wouldn't be able to say my name at first just by reading it. I would definitely call myself um, Tony. Um, and I don't know, I think there, there's that element of me protecting myself or protecting myself, protecting my name. Mm-hmm. Um, because then, you know, another thing that really bugs me a lot is when, for example, if I was to go in and say, oh, this is my name is, my name is Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody's like, oh, you know, then they start like, oh, you know, it's the, it's the clicky name. Say it again. Say it again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all this fascination about it. it. Almost feels like a bit of a circus show. It almost feels like, you know, um, uh, I'm like, I know you're not going to be able to, 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 to say it. You know, the best that maybe is going to come from it is X only. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, I, I've always hated that bit of. Um, or say, you know, it, I, I, you do feel like you're a clown on stage and you're just performing for, for people. Mm. And yes, I know that some people will have a genuine interest for how you say it. But if I've said it once or twice for you, then I always feel like that should be, that should be enough. Mm. You get issues with your sunning. Oh, God. Yeah, like Fayane. Uh, and yeah but but it's one of those things that to be honest I've found myself always saying oh no I'm not precious about how you say my name but then this got me thinking why am I saying that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like for a very long time so I kind of feel like so my experience has been um 
obviously I feel like your first name is like I, I've always been of those people that are like Natasha uh, then I'll be just like I'll just volunteer like yeah yeah cool cool don't worry like d- don't try and say my surname sort of thing and you can see the relief on the, on, the, on their face that oh, oh okay I don't have to say it so I've always kind of just been like oh okay I'm not really and I I, I find that I automatically spell out my name like I'm like Natasha okay F for Freddie U for uniform Y for Yankee A for Alpha N for November E for Echo like literally it's, like it's to the point where I don't know how to like I just will like phonetically say my name yeah. yeah yeah um but I but it's it's so interesting like when you go home um mm. like I remember with um like when like I mean I normally like pre-COVID times the route that I liked was like I go SA and then go Joshua Mkabugo airport right so like when you get home and then people are like Natasha Fuyan and you're like you just feel it in your heart like oh my god because I'm like I realized that my name has been butchered every way absolutely it's so nice and it's one of the nice things about being home that you know you are and I think that just shows the importance of the name if, if, that's it's belonging it's like that is how you know you're home I know I'm home from the moment that people like Michelle is thrown out the window and I am you know to everybody is is just is yeah that's it you know and it's so nice but it's so interesting you know <laughs> For for my emails, um, like I don't have an email which will say Michelle, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have an email that kind of uses both clearly my, and a, my surname and, you know, at whatever.com. Mm-hmm. So, and I've realized recently that, oh gosh, you know, when somebody asks you for your name, so like, okay, my name is Michelle, my surname is Mube, and just like you, I will end for November, see for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Fine. Can we get your email? Then I have to start again. X for X-ray. <laughs> it's exhausting. Like, guys, it's exhausting. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel that feeling when you're saying that, you know, being at home, nobody's going to ask you how to spell your name. Nobody's going to ask you how to spell your surname or ask you how you say it, you know. Um, but the question that I, I have is, when do we like do we just not just but do we accept that you know what we are in a foreign country and this is the best that is this is the best it's going to get this is as best as good as it's going to get you know because when you're at home you get all these the perks of Mm. belonging you don't have to nobody butchers your name Mm. and stuff so how best do we make our like if you're in the diaspora for example like how best do you make that I don't know what I'm trying to say like I, I know what I'm trying to say I'm just yeah. trying to, to to bring it across in that do uh, do we complain too much when these people when people say your name uh like they don't say your name correctly when they say can I call you this you know, we're at home, you don't get that. You don't, you won't get, can I, can I call you this? Because people will know how to say your name. Mm. Like how do we, and that's no. what I struggle with, is just finding that middle balance. 
Listen, you're asking the right questions because, and I know I feel bad for even asking that question. It's kind of like, where do we, which is kind of where I was alluding to, like with the clicks, like, is there a level where we just accept that, you know what, this doesn't come naturally to people. So it's, 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 you know, like you said, you just kind of accept, but I don't know if maybe that is a wrong way of thinking. I would actually be interested in hearing from a second gen, like someone who is, was born here, mm-hmm. like those kids born here in the 99s, 2000s. I'd be interested to hear what they think about all of this, particularly those people who are born here, but have got, you know, African names, have right. got, you know, I would also say Southern African because I think we're a newer immigrant group. Yeah. So I'd be interested to hear what, what they have to say about this because I guess, Mina, that's kind of been my approach. Even like, it's kind of like, been like, oh, okay, you know what? I don't expect them to get it right and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I am realizing that now because that consciousness has been raised, a lot more mm-hmm. people are like, can I ask, can you tell me how to pronounce your surname? And they try and they're trying to get it right. And, and I appreciate that. Whereas I think my starting point had really been, I don't expect much. But then on the other hand, I remember when I was, because I do think that there is a difference with first name and last name. Mm-hmm. In the sense that the impact that you feel is kind of... Because if you get Natasha right, and you don't get my surname right, but you're, I'm still Natasha. That's the that's my identifier that people use on a daily, right? Um, so I was having this conversation with someone, right, who um, they have uh, in Debele first first name and, and last name. And I remember we were talking about which is the, the other point I wanted to, us to get to. We're talking about naming children and you know what people name children in the diaspora, right? Um, and, you know, I was on this whole like, no, you know what? It's important to give them names that identify our culture, you know, as part of us preserving culture. But then they and they've said this a lot, many times they were like no you know what my experience hasn't been great like with people butchering my name so mm-hmm. when I have a child I'm just gonna give them an English name because I don't want them to have the same issues that I had so I always listened to that and I thought what are you like right but you know what one day I took time to really listen to them right mm-hmm. and but they were talking of their own sort of um, I don't want to say trauma but and the way they explained it because they went to like even this like a private school in Zim like you know mm-hmm. where it was like uh, you know run by British people and they were saying that even from school their mm-hmm. name was butchered mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so they have a history of all the time they've tried to sort of say this is my name I wish I could say the person's name, but like, I know they, anyway, let me not. Um, oh, let me, oh, no, let me. Uh, anyway, so it's the name that I had on my screen before this. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 So she. It's not a hard name, right? So, but then she says, like, because she, yeah, she went to the private school in Zim, came here, and like, literally, like, all the time, people would be like, oh, um, can I call you this? Like, would the racialized renaming started Mm. even from Zim? It's not a diaspora thing for her, it started from Zim. And then Mm. now, and then she's only saying, it's only now when she's older that she tries to assert herself because they'll be like, mm. oh, can we call you like by her initial? Mm. And then she's only like, no, that's not my name. Mm. And so she feels like she's had to put up a fight like all her life for a name that's like three syllables and not even hard at all. Yeah. So, I, so I just sat with that and I was like, you know what? Her experience is valid uh-huh. it's 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 real but it's it's a shame that that's been her experience because mm. she was like you don't understand um because mm. this person okay we have the same surname right <laughs> but then she was like but she was like but you're natasha and mm. natasha is easy mm. um but my name and i was just like oh okay yeah, it's 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 definitely something, and I know we've had this discussion about naming children um, in the diaspora. Like, how what would you name your your your, your kids? Mm. Um, and that experience, you know, is definitely you're right. It's 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 that person's experience, but it's definitely something that I feel is prevalent. You mm. know, um, many people will, will actually turn around and be like, you know my name has been butchered my name is not that hard to pronounce but my name has been butchered um Mm. so many times and for many people it starts off in school it was interesting I read this study actually which was conducted quite a while ago um in the UK and they looked at how students of color um how how mispronouncing their names had an effect, a negative effect on their social and emotional well-being. And the study kind of concluded that it also affected their ability to learn, which is a big thing, you know, just by mispronouncing your name, you have, and you then have, it affects your ability to learn because, you know, there's this, um, that whole not being included in the class and again you know it ties into our even our our, one of our earlier episodes when we talked about the illusion of inclusion your name and how you know it's that your name Mm. is if if you've got a a a particular name it's not going to be the first one to be picked but then if your name is if if you are not if your learning has been affected by your name and you're not getting those good grades then how will you actually progress in society you know so there's a lot of things mm-hmm. right. so you're saying okay yeah. i get what you mean yeah um, so yeah, so it, so there, there, there is that to kind of consider as well, you know, so when you're in the diaspora, wherever you may be, because it does not necessarily in, just in the diaspora, you could be at home and your child might travel. Mm-hmm. How, how do you name your child? Do you make, do you give them a, a name that's a bit easier for everybody else to pronounce? Um, 
I think that's certainly something that I would do as well. I think I'll like I have two names. Um, and like I said, you know, and, and everybody will have their own experiences. But I think I would definitely give my Utamara, my child has got two names, okay. which the other name is an is, is a Devela name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't like that name. I'm like, but it's the meaning for it, you know. Um, it's got such a powerful meaning. And I think that the name is, it, it means a lot to me. And I, I'm sure as time progresses, it's going to be one of those things where she's like, oh, you know what? My name is mm-hmm. actually Nombilo because my mom loved that name. And because of this, when you have that whole context and that whole, that story behind that, the meaning of the name. Um, but what you'd want is to kind of give them a fighting chance. Uti, um, when they are, putting themselves up for job opportunities, when they're putting themselves up for university applications, they're not going to be segregated because of their name. So there's just so much that we need to think about. Um, mm-hmm. So much that we need to think about. I don't think it's it's a black and white kind of story. Like, what would you do if you had kids? Would you give them, not if, when you have kids? Mm-hmm. Are you going to give them uh, two names? Are you going to give them, Justin David names. Oh, so I feel very strongly about this. Like, I feel like, you know, my whole thing is about um, linking us to our, I, it, it's, it's all about our, how we identify ourselves and culture as an identifier, especially if we're so, if we're so far from home. So mm. I feel very, very strongly that I would definitely, um, when God blesses me, like I would definitely give my child in the villain name, right? Mm-hmm. And I want, and it's important to me because that will be their cultural identifier. I mean, I say that, I mean, I don't know what, maybe, maybe the father may be a different try. Obviously, the conversation would have to happen at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But I want them to have a cultural identifier to know who they are because. Mm-hmm what we have learned from being far away from home is that these places where we are growing up, it's not really home. So you almost have to operate in that third culture sort of space. Um, like, what is it called? <laughs> like where someone is from is very important yeah. when we are young maybe we don't get it so I don't I don't like the idea of just giving a child an English name because mm. for the most part it's like what do those names mean mm. right mm. Um, because for me when someone tells me a name I'm like what does it mean mm. Because when you name, I think when you name your child, it should be speaking into that child's future, what your Mm. wishes are from them. So yes, Mm. there is an element of um, giving them a fighting chance, as it were, but I think you can still do that within the confines of your of the names right so so maybe like I've noticed that the names that people normally even if they're in their really names they're like you know those kind of easier names like you hear like a lot of tandy a lot of you know like the, like the, the, the those those names that sort of come up which is which is nice would I give them an English name 
to be honest probably because there are some English names that I like but if I am giving them an English name honestly it is the whole fighting chance type thing but if I met a guy so you know you know my dream my dream is to like have a child within the really guy right if I met a guy who was very you know like those pro like you know cultural guys who are like I'm not giving my child an English name I wouldn't fight it yeah me neither yeah I'd be happy with Justin Devil name to be honest um I, I think you're right but you know I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf and I'm just looking at the majority of authors like you know you've got Chimamanda Ngozi so you know at the I think it's just important to always explore the other extreme that, you know, yes, we're giving people fighting chances, but look at how these, especially Nigerian or like Nigerian names and Nigerian people have just literally, they, you know, they, they have a fighting chance regardless of what their name is. Like, you know, I've got Chinelo, you know, I've got Leil, I've got Ayobami, you know, these are people who have, and I've got to know for you as well. Mm-hmm. on my bookshelf but it's it, it's just I, I just don't know again it's it's like where is that middle ground of you know you want to kind of make sure that the person that you're bringing into this world or the person who is into this world has got you know fair opportunities and you're not always going to be there to kind of speak up for them and say oh you know this is this is how you say their names or you know trying to make things as as fair as possible for them but at the same time it's like do we are we just trying to cushion too much no so that's why I said we need to have a part two because I think it's a number of things right I think you can't limit this is what we think now look at how society moves in 10 like think about where we were 2010 or whatever right like how many years ago was every other Zimbabwean child called Jaden, right? Mm. If you think about it, right? Or Keisha or like all these like African-American names, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine. Mm. But, but that, that's kind of where we were, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think a, a lot of it also was, you know, people like the names, but also you know it's 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 a it's it's a there's a beautiful names that are palatable kind of thing right um but then i think you mentioned like nigerians they've worked hard to make their culture cool so also mm-hmm. us we have to do work to really um, we have to first of all preserve our culture and how else are we going to preserve it if we're not naming our kids with with the names so, that identify them with that culture? And secondly, we have to do more of these conversations, more of these things. These are so important. Like I always say to you, this is a library that we're creating. 10, 20, whatever years time, people need to look back and be like, oh, you know, when they talk about, you know, the strengthening of, you know, people identifying with home and the Zimbabwe diaspora, Galen's guys needs to be in that conversation because that's that is what we are doing, right? It's bands, but 
it's one of our objectives, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to do that. So it means that 10, 10, 10, 10 years from now, we're making the next generation's job so so much easier because they'll look back and they'll be like, oh, I'm from Zimbabwe, like Munya Chawawa. I'm from Zimbabwe, like Shasha. I'm from Zimbabwe, like... I'm from Zimbabwe, like... Exactly! (laughs) Yes. Representation happens 100%. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm from Zimbabwe, like... Yes. Exactly. So, so we, I'm from Zimbabwe, like, no, Rosa Chuma, you know, and it starts from somewhere. Those people didn't just start out in thin air. It starts from mm-hmm. somewhere. So that's why I said, like, I feel strongly about that. But then I also realized that I'm one of those people. My name is Natasha. I really like, I, I, well, I have middle names, but on my, on my official I'm just Natasha, right? I know my grandfather wanted to call me Sambulo, but that mm. never went. That never, that never, <laughs> <laughs> that never went. But I think it's a beautiful name. But I mean, now when when I first heard it, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But then now yeah. I'm like, mm, okay, I, I get but, it. And I think that's the thing. It's like that's doing that whole 360. And when you are asked about yourself, you know, it's like who, who, for me, when I'm asked about myself, oh, it comes to the forefront, you know? And I, like I said, it's just like doing that whole 360 and coming back to, cause that is who I relate to. That is who I am. I think if you were to wake me up in the middle of the night, if I was dreaming and ask me what my name was, that is who I would say my name is. And you're right. I think we do need to have more of these conversations. I think we do need to make it a lot more normal. I think, um, the, the the 2000s, so to speak, that generation also needs to be taught to appreciate their to appreciate their their culture, their names, and for me, it's, it's a continuous work in progress with Utamara, mm-hmm. um, with her middle name. And I'm I always tell her, like you know, even for her, like on her birthday, I will call her. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Your name is Nombilo, and for you, it means. I know it may mean nothing, but to me, it means that you have brought such life to me. You're the mother of life and you have brought such life to me, you know? And I hope that as time progresses, that is something that she will literally turn into just as I have calling my, you know, like at the forefront being Michelle um, to being Tony, you know? So, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. You have frozen. Can you see me now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, like I I think this is a really, really interesting conversation. But then I also I appreciate again someone will say, but you're Natasha. So because I think it goes in waves, right? Because if you notice like a lot of like um I, I notice like a lot of people who I'll, I'll give an example, like my grandparents, right? my grandparents um no Ukulu was like his first name was English Ukoko her first name was English uh Ukulu got their head and their really middle name but when, when they named their kids all of them have their really names so they were part of that middle class sort of thing that had that and then like if you notice that 
people sometimes maybe who themselves you know have um um native names right maybe they don't feel too they're, they're not too attached to like giving in develop whatever name so they will give you know an english whatever english name they like you know what i mean but maybe because i am natasha so i feel like you know like okay great my name is natasha but then i now want more of an identifier in the next do you know what i mean i think it's sometimes it goes in waves in that way no 100 I, i get that completely so guys if you have got any uh, we should we should do a little compilation live of beautiful derele names boys and girls so share your 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 um the beautiful names that you may have listen you may be 25 and you're thinking in the future i'm going to name my future princess this share those names with us so you know we can we can we can also just look and see yeah actually that's that, that's a good plan um if you um if you have any beautiful names um can you please uh share and like hashtag gallon skies wherever on instagram on yeah Twitter. what they mean as well yes the names and what they mean and also not just Ndebele names like whatever like indigenous names like shona kosa sutu vendor names um yeah kosa zulu names (laughs) (laughs) beautiful names just share we want we can just compile a little um can have like a little link or something that we can um, I was talking to somebody yesterday um, who was talking about a name, and I was like, "Oh, and no, I, oh God, we need to stop this conversation." But interesting because it was my friend; she's in Zim, and like her kids have Debele names. And then she was she was talking about the whole like people be like, "Oh, what if your kid goes abroad?" And she was like, "What?" Like I'm speaking into like their lives and whatever. Mm. If they go abroad, they go abroad. Like, but I'm not gonna. Yeah not give my child but then what I liked about David name is like okay I don't want to say her children's name but it's like a name where you know like how like in David it'll be like um maybe like Andile Aman Amajaha you know like those names where it's like it's the name and then the question yes I'm trying to yeah. see- another example like i love it so much you know like my siblings um are called so i've got twins right twin brothers sorry mm. and one is siabonga and the other one's i'm a siabonga i'm a pasha so one is siabonga one is i'm a pasha oh. and then the english, english names to to go with that but i i love that you know i love that thing it's it's just like even um my little cousin, his name is yeah. Zena. And Zena. So, yeah, Zena. Mm. Oh, so his, that's his full, I think on his thing is just Zena, but then it means like Zena is Busiso. Like mm. I love, you know, just mm. that poetry around mm. it. When mm. you're like, when you're like, um, yeah. It's beautiful. And you know, like um, again, so now I just talk about people's people's names. Like uh, a mutual friend of ours who named her 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 baby Inalinati. Oh, the apostrophe in there. I'm like, wow. Like, how do you even think of that? Like, that's such a beautiful name. I love it. 
inala iteni ilati oh yeah man our culture is too beautiful man guys i have such words like words with such meaning it's just oh it's beautiful zinhle ini izintombi um i'm trying to think of more of those names guys if you're listening hashtag galleys guys and let us know like i just love like i love the 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 the, the stories mm. um you know one name that i love i, I i've always said this and she listens to the pod huh? does it start with an n <laughs> no <laughs> why do you do that and why would i say that on this podcast no <laughs> Okay, sorry. Oh no, actually it starts at the end. So um I know she listens. I hope she listens to this part. If if people tag her, her name is um Ngaten. Oh, what is Ngatendwe? Yes. How do you say Ngatendwe? Beautiful. Ngatendwe. She's she's on um I said that to her like I was like oh, it was such a beautiful name. It is such a beautiful name. Ngakutswe, ngakutswe. Hope I'm saying that right. Ngakutswe. I was just like oh my god it's so beautiful like and I remember I was even thinking which okay the Ndebele version would be gawongwe. Mm. Oh, so that is so beautiful. Gawongwe. Yeah. So mm. man actually Gabongwe. <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys can steal that name. It's a beautiful name, Gabongwe. And then if the boy call him KB since yeah. looking to shorten. There's a KB I know actually. Or really? Yeah. So no, I I think I think names are beautiful. They tell a story. But again, listen, it's not about you know you can name so now we're talking about the preserving the culture piece like you know you can do that in other ways as well so we're not just talking about the naming we're talking about our names as well but yeah like let's continue having this conversation guys please hashtag gallons guys let us know what you think what is your name what does it mean uh what is the name that you like you know what does it mean um yeah like maybe if you don't have like a native name do you wish you did have a name do you wish you did have a name and um yeah do you wish you did have a name and all that but yeah anyway guys this is us and yeah don't forget to follow us on socials gellens guys yeah on instagram or at uh gellens guys facebook we are facebook. At- Gallon Skies podcast. Uh, Twitter, we're at. Uh, we are at Gallon Skies. And also, guys, if you want to continue to send us coffee and support us, um, please do. We are at. What is it? So if you go on buy me a coffee forward slash Gallon Skies, uh, but you can access that through our social media pages. Yeah. Signing out, people. Signing out. Bye, guys.